Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, really fun sort of game uh, for the Lakers on Tuesday. Uh, rewarding, maybe, Andy, is the right word. Maybe fun is the wrong word, but uh, rewarding if you're a Lakers fan. 101-99, the Lakers win in overtime. Uh, we'll be breaking that one down. No LeBron James in the game on Tuesday, something we'll talk about in our second segment. Hoping he comes back on Wednesday uh, tonight versus the uh, Rockets on Banner Night. So we'll see. Uh, get a little angsty, Andy, if he's not there uh, on Wednesday. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Uh, if he's not there Wednesday against the Rockets, I'm officially in what the bleep is going on mode. And you don't want to see Andy when he's like that. It's really, it's it's, it's uncomfortable for everyone. Uh, finally, we'll wrap things up. You know, there's been so much talk of the play-in. Uh, the Lakers as a team don't like it. Uh, but we'll give our thoughts on whether uh, on how we think it's had an impact in the league and uh, whether or not you should care if the, if the Lakers players themselves aren't big fans. Uh, I do want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So, um, it was uh, this was not a pleasing game to the eye. Tuesday no. Night no, I mean, this... This it's it's fitting that uh, they won 101-99 over the Knicks, Brian, because it felt like they were actually playing against the 1999 Knicks. Like yes. it felt very much. I actually I, I actually referred to this game as 90s NBA cosplay. Yeah, uh, it, it on Twitter, very, it very much felt like it was one of those games stuck in the late 90s where 101 in overtime uh, for the winning team would feel prolific. But what I think what this game. Yeah, it was it was meaningful for a couple of reasons. First of all, it keeps the Lakers live for that six seed. If they lose on Tuesday, it's it's really difficult for them to get in, even with Portland playing a difficult schedule down the stretch. So it keeps them live for that. But more importantly, Andy, this was just another example of the kind of grit and the kind of character, the kind of heart, whatever you want to say, cliche as it sounds. And we talked about this early in the you know early in the week, like. They have that thing. Like a lot of teams would have just packed it up uh, on Tuesday, given how difficult it was to to score. But the Lakers didn't do that, and they never do it. Well, they here's the thing: they've become, I think, really used to adversity because the last three months have basically been a bleep show for them, and yeah. they constantly have people going in and out of the lineup all the time with different injuries. There had been an expectation, we're going to get more into this later, that LeBron was going to end up playing this game. And I, I think it was pretty anticipated. There had been a lot of confidence about the way he looked. Um, today, it ended up kind of a late scratch. So that was something that threw him for a loop. Alex Caruso re-aggravated that foot that's been bothering like him. Minutes. Right. So the big reason, you know, among our... I would say the big reason they couldn't score for a team that often struggles to score anyway is they were down to one playmaker among wings. That was Talon Horton Tucker, who, as I tweeted out at Cam Brothers during this game, he had the equivalent uh, basketball acid trip during this yeah. game. I mean, he was absolutely all over the place with in terms of the well, spectrum. I mean, and I, and spectrum I, I totally with, agree with with Caruso. I mean, with uh, THT, you had everything mm -hmm. from just insane turnovers like the type where it felt like he was making these type of passes he's like who the hell are you going to replace me with frank yeah, <laughs> you yeah. want to take me off the court go for it and then he ends up hitting the game winning three mm -hmm. in overtime and he is not a three-point shooter by trade 
Nope. And, you know, the gutsiness that he showed in this game. And it I came immediately, it came immediately after a terrible turnover. And was, I, was the next possession was the the game winning shot. Yeah, and I, I think it was emblematic from a lot of what you saw from this team throughout the game because Anthony Davis, the Knicks threw multiple bodies at him the entire game. He never mm-hmm. had a space where he could move. He struggled to get clean shots all night. And, you know, he had his moments on both sides of the ball, but this was not like Phoenix where he carried a shorthanded Lakers team across the finish line. Yeah. I mean, New York New York's strategy was very obviously, we are yeah. not going to let Anthony Davis beat us. And by the way, it worked. The Lakers scored 101 points in an overtime game. So you can't blame the Knicks. I mean, the Lakers just showed up defensively. I mean, you talk about THT, you talk about all these other uh, all these other guys like, you know, Kuzma shows up with with 23 points. It's a nice game for Andre Drummond, 16 and 18, uh, three assists, a couple block shots. I just West Matthews is, had an yes. offensive rebound put back that tied the game with about three seconds left in regulation. Uh, the Knicks ended up missing their go-ahead shot that sent them to overtime. Right. By the way, on a play where THT got really lucky because he didn't help when he was supposed to. I mean, you mentioned Andy that the you know he was the only playmaking you know wing that they he's the only guard let me basically left that they had on the roster who does that because KCP and Wes Matthews don't do that. No. Uh, You know we uh, you know Schroeder's still out. LeBron is still out. Like he was the only guy left, and so you know you look at it with their backup seven, point guard during this game Kuz. was Mark Gasol. Well, I was going to say Mark Gasol, depending on how you look. Kind at of, it. yeah. But it was I think it was Kuz um, played a little bit there, and so you know seven turnovers. You look at it and you go, okay, that's not great, but ten assists is nice. But mostly, it's thirty four minutes where he did it against one of the best uh, defenses in the NBA, and so I just I keep coming back to this. Like it is, this is an an enormously likable team. And the fact that they work so hard and they play so flipping hard all the time that they don't quit on games uh, or or you know mail it in like ever really during they play poorly sometimes but that's not the same thing. If you, I th- I don't think you can take a whole lot from this stretch where guys have been absent and LeBron's not there. Like there's as we talked about, it's much much worse than it is filled with silver linings. But I you know. They're this sort of intestinal fortitude will serve them very well in the playoffs. And the fact that all of them have had to play significant minutes could be useful in the playoffs. You hope it's not, but it could be. Well, speaking of both uh, likability and that intestinal fortitude, Andre Drummond, 16 points, 18 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. This was the best game he had had in eons. Mm-hmm. Like he really played well, I thought, on both sides of the ball. He did a good he did a really good job yep. in the second half of the game. Like he got better as things went along. And afterwards, he talked about how this has been a tough adjustment for him. You know, he he spent 20 something games basically exiled in Cleveland, you know, not playing at all. He gets to a new team, immediately gets hurt, doesn't have the roster he's supposed to be playing with, has different guys in and out of the lineup at all times. And whatever you think of Andre Drummond in terms of you know, his weaknesses as a player, his limitations, you know, I we all know like, at this point, we all know what he is. Right. And I, and I mentioned likability just because he is not somebody particularly liked among Laker fans, even though his, his actual personality is quite likable. Seems like a good in guy. Term, yeah, right. In, in terms of what we've seen, you know, in these zoom interactions, stuff like that, he seems like an actually really good dude 
who has become, you know, the the just the target of is vitriol, the, like the avatar of, of everything, anything something goes wrong. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, without coming out and saying it, Andre Drummond needed this game. Mm -hmm. And 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 I think it's just it's a if you want to look at ways that Drummond can fit in with this team, even if so far the fit has not been particularly clean, just that resolve that he showed tonight, I think, is very much in sync with the team that he joined. Like that, that that's what that's you point. look for from players on this team. Um, so no LeBron. Uh, it was expected. Woj made Woj. I blame Woj. Woj really made it sound like he was going to play. Like Woj yes. let us on. It was a bit of a tease, uh, and I am angry with him. I am very. I'm going to write him a sternly worded letter. Well, I'd be careful uh, because Woj can have us all killed. He, I mean, we, we and, know. Yes, yeah. I'm going to sign it from you, and so it'll be fine. <laughs> and then I'll then I'll get the entire rev share to myself. So great, <laughs> it's a win win. So he didn't play it. it He's expected to play Wednesday. If he doesn't show up on the court tonight, Andy, how worried should everyone be? We'll we'll do that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Michelob Ultra, and it's time for the Michelob Ultra player of the week, and that is Anthony Davis. He had a huge performance Sunday against the Suns, season-high 42 points to go along with 12 rebounds, five assists, three blocks, three steals. Fantastic defense, just looked great on both sides of the ball, moving all over the place. Like a guy, Brian, who was not weighed down because he enjoyed a beer that was only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. He was playing with joy. Joy leads to, to success. He played so well, in fact, Brian, the Knicks decided they needed to triple-team him all night on Tuesday. That is the ultimate sign of respect so again anthony davis the michelob ultra player of the week are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy uh we'll get to lebron here in a second because he's lebron but uh, one more point i wanted to make about drummond because he talked about how badly he needed this game i also thought it was interesting andy because if you want to see kind of an idea of what the lakers think drummond could be doing when LeBron is back and AD is there and all that. Obviously, LeBron didn't play. But the Knicks, the way they played their defense gave you an idea of what it could look like because there were at least two bodies on, on Davis the entire game. They didn't give him any space. And kind of all the eyes, there were you know 10 eyes looking at Davis at all times. And so what happened? Drummond ends up with 18 rebounds, 16 points, 6 of 11 shooting and all that. He had a little bit more space to operate, a little bit more freedom to go down and just grab the ball and, and make himself available for things because nobody's paying attention to him. I th that's what they're hoping happens when LeBron comes back. You have a certain amount of people looking at LeBron. You have a certain amount of people looking at AD because of course you would. And that leaves somebody like Drummond who is a Say what you want about him, like you did. You know, historically good offensive rebounder, like among the best that's ever done it. Um, now you're leaving him available for those kinds of plays, and I, you know we'll see what they get out of that in the in the final three games. Assuming, by the way, that Anthony Davis plays uh, tonight because he did have so you know it looked like a little bit of groin soreness or whatever. So obviously, the Lakers will be careful with him. So. We may never get to see the three of these guys play together. <laughs> Ever. You know, they're they're like Brooklyn's big three. Yeah. Like they they are it, the West Coast Brooklyn big three. Like all we need, I don't know if you saw this, but the New Yorker just had a cover 
uh, with these like cartoon style drawings of hardened Durant. No, I haven't seen Kyrie. that. No, I haven't seen it. Like we, we need like Los Angeles magazine to do one of those things with LeBron, AD and Drummond. And they will be at that point official. Yeah, no, I, let's, let's, let's get that going. Um, I, uh, one, uh, one more thing before we get to LeBron, let's take this question from, uh, Jared Abrams, 33 on Twitter, hit us up, uh, at cam brothers, also at locked on Lakers, another way to get us, uh, via the Twitter, uh, at, uh, so Jared asks, curious your thought on thoughts on why Trez is completely out of the lineup, went from six man of the year and can't get an EPT. Technically speaking, he did play on Tuesday. But not much. He played nope. five minutes in the first half. Did not play in the second half. Uh, and he's not playing much lately. No. Markeith Morris played the five minutes, I guess, that that Harrell would have gotten. But essentially, the Lakers have gone to a two-center rotation with Drummond and Marc Gasol instead of Drummond and Harrell with Gasol out of the lineup. I think it's defense. Um, the one thing that I, I wonder is whether or not, though, when LeBron plays, if there might be more space for Harold to play because you don't need Gasol's ball movement and facilitating. Saw a couple really nice entry passes. He had four assists in 17 minutes and all that stuff. Because you would think, Andy, LeBron or AD will be on the floor at all times. Schroeder should be back. You know, hopefully Caruso's there. You have enough playmaking and stuff that you might not need Gasol as much, which could open up space for Harrell. But I'm Except not convinced the that it with will. That theory, Brian, is that Mark Gasol is so far outplaying Montrez Harrell. I'm just I'm, all I'm saying is I mean I that and that's answers Jared's question. Well, Gasol's to, playing better, right? But I mean, I'm wondering if I'm all I'm saying is I'm wondering if some of it could be lineup based where you. It, you can go back to protecting could, Trez in the same way they were earlier in the year. It could be, except for the fact that Gasol is playing so much better than Harrell that you'd have to really be trying to take him off the floor to get Trez more minutes. Like mm -hmm. Right now, it feels like when Frank Vogel is vacillating back and forth between Harrell and Keith, that he really doesn't want to play either one of them you know, a whole lot and kind of has to try somebody i mean and, Keith, and by the way it might not like when right. when the playoffs start you know oh, absolutely you know, there lebron is there caruso's back so which moves around some of the guys on the wing small lineups may, yeah small right. lineups maybe you, play, you could even slide west down because he's he's strong as right. hell he can, play, I mean, he can play a three he's done it right. plenty you, know, you find three and four. you find different ways to do this but right now keith is in such a bad offensive slot i mean he can't hit wide wide open shots right now and Trez clearly has fallen out of favor there's always going to be the defensive issues with him and to be fair to him right now he is not he's not alongside the personnel he needs to shine the most offensively right like in terms of the lack of playmakers and probably in the, all all of the guys that help him Aren't, aren't available. But truth be told, though, before we get to LeBron, I mean, when it comes to Trez, you and I have been saying all season, his minutes in the playoffs are likely going to go down anyway mm -hmm. because of the limitations that he has as a player and the liabilities that he has defensively and rotations tend to go down and coaches right. really, was... really start coveting trust. Yeah. And I don't think the trust is fully there uh, between Trez and Vogel. We've said all year long his importance to the team was much more for the regular season, the playoffs. If he's, he, I would not close it. We saw what happened last year. I wouldn't close the door on anybody on this team 
nope. uh, to be a playoff contributor at some point. And he's going to mix and match. And so much of this is going to depend on matchups. If they play Phoenix, it's going to look different than if they play Utah. It's going to look different than if they play the Clippers and all that. And Trez has a role to play somewhere in the playoffs, uh, I, I believe. But I, he is, I don't think this is accidental. And I agree with you. I don't think it's related to just to who is out. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it, like you say, it's it's not set up well for Trez to be to be playing. Uh, you mentioned before that you're not um, worried or angsty yet about LeBron. You will be if he doesn't play against the Rockets on Wednesday <laughs> oh, yeah. as well. The, the balance here is like the part that got me a little bit worried was it seemed like he was coming back, seemed like maybe it was just the reporting. And then he's like, one more day, which makes me worry that he really isn't going to be as healthy as anybody would want him to be. Where do you come down on the needing to get guys back on the floor versus health, you know, scales of justice thing? I mean, look, obviously they need guys healthy because if this team isn't healthy, particularly if LeBron isn't healthy, they're not going anywhere anyway. That being said, the the scales tip towards health, but it's not like one side of the scale is on the ground and the other one is as high as possible when you take into account just how disjointed the second half of the season's been. They they need LeBron back. Like we're we're starting to reach a point where LeBron has missed so many games where you can start making a very credible argument. They could use the play-in game just to get an extra game with him yeah. and these guys. And it's not a stupid argument. Like you're not actually – It's not, not one I would make, looking, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it, I, It's not that convoluted. No, it, it's I, starting at this point. I wonder how – I mean, I, I don't know how much continuity you can really gain in the two or three games plus the play-in they have left. Every little that bit is, matters, though. Every little bit matters. It doesn't matter more than health, I think. I, I feel like the continuity train – left the station like three weeks ago and and just just to make sure that nobody gets their hopes up like somebody is running behind the train and just lifting the tracks up to make sure it came caruso is going to get hurt and schroeder's got the covid and um you know all of these allegedly has COVID. we don't know for sure <laughs> Fair. i prefer to think of him having covid but that's just me <laughs> I, here, I it, it's it's the, that train has left the station. It's not coming back. But you're right. It would be nice for them to play at least one game together before some sort of quasi elimination. Here's ultimately though, like the the dilemma that the Lakers are facing right now. They mm -hmm. need LeBron back. LeBron obviously wants to be on the court. And again, while health does take priority over, over everything else, because you're not going to go anywhere without it. You know, the this time that they are not getting together is very problematic. That being said, they also cannot afford another setback with LeBron. Oh, no. Like, no, they, they no. only get one more shot, really, at getting him back on the court problem-free. Mm -hmm. And this is a totally inexact science. I mean, you know, as much, as much information as they gain, as much as LeBron knows his body, as much as they have the best trainers around him, working with him, Crap shoot. There's still there's still an element of throwing crap darts shoot. at the wall. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it's a crapshoot. Um, so we'll talk about the play-in game next, or the play-in, literally the whole setup. Uh, the Lakers have made it very clear as players they're not fans. I get the arguments for it, um, but as observers of basketball, fans of the NBA, uh, we have our own thoughts. We'll talk about that next. 
First, I want to tell you, though, that uh, Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Built Bar. I, Andy, am a person, I'm a snacker, habitually snacking all the damn time. I need something to eat that's good for me, but also healthy and tastes good, too. And that's Built Bar. It's high in protein, but low in sugar and calories. Uh, and the improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. They've got 18 flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream. Love that one. And cherry barcia. Built Bar can also calm my sweet tooth because with, even without all that sugar, they're still coated in 100% chocolate. And unlike some protein bars, they are actually soft and easy to chew. You wouldn't think that'd be something you have to advertise, but protein bars, people, most of them are like eating plywood. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. This week, tons of sports action on the go. You can look around for some horses that aren't on the juice. You can get all your latest news, odds, info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, thanks again to Jared for sending in that question. Uh, again, you can get us at Cam Brothers or at Locked On Lakers on Twitter. Kamenetsky Brothers, us. yeah, right. Kamenetsky Brothers at gmail.com. Our email is in our Twitter thing. So you can find us there. Want to let people know too that, uh, and you've probably seen this around the Locked On Network, uh, our YouTube channel is launching really, really soon. Uh, we're in the process of kind of testing it out and working through some kinks. It's going to open up all kinds of, of really cool doors, Andy, with potential for live shows and extra content and some great stuff. So more ways to be able to take in Locked On Lakers, but also more stuff uh, connected to the show as our YouTube channel launches, you and get we'll to get see to that. And that's right, sells because so. yes, yeah. um, shirtless mm -hmm. most of the time, right? And who can blame us? Oil. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's but we budgeted for it, and that's mm -hmm. what matters. Yeah, you, David Locke thought it was crazy that we worked that into our contract, but it's going to pay for itself mm -hmm. once he sees us without our shirts on. Mm -hmm. So the Lakers, the 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 play in. Um, it does, it's not a guarantee. Portland's got a really difficult schedule down the stretch. The Lakers do not. Um, but that said, they could end up in that seven seed. They don't like it, Andy. Um, I think they think it's dumb. You could play all season long and end up having to play for your playoff lives in a really short series and so on and so on. What do you think though? I get where they're coming from, you know, from the perspective of a seven, eight seed, I mean, you feel, mm -hmm. you know, especially a team like the Lakers, who've had to kill themselves for half of the season, missing half of their players, they could theoretically miss the playoffs because of two bad games. But I mean, I actually think like it was like three games ago, they almost started that junkie horse that, that got disqualified <laughs> from the Kentucky Derby. But here's the thing, though. I mean, A, with the Lakers, like we talked about before, if they're not healthy, they're not likely going far in this thing anyway. And if they are healthy, the odds of them not getting into the playoffs at minimum feel very low. This is great for the league. 
Yep. In, in terms of what the play-in does for the actual league and the way it is watched all season, the way these games are taken in with 10 left in the season, five left in the season, this has been phenomenal. Like, you know what you don't hear about anymore, Brian? Tanking. There oh is no talk I, about tanking anymore. I am fairly sure that every night the Oklahoma City Thunder dress three people from like the maintenance staff, <laughs> like yeah. on, on the team. Like every game they play, it's like I have they, there's at least three guys in the box score that I've never heard of. They sent Al Horford home. <laughs> like he's healthy. They told Al Horford, like their big contract guy that they traded for, mm -hmm. go home. Go home. Like go go collect a check. Just just don't come here. We cool. Like, be anywhere but here. I mean, they did it in a polite Oklahoma City way, but right. aside from them, and, and like, aside you know, what happened from the, the Wolves and the Wolves and the Rockets, but it's not but the, the Wolves are still playing. The Wolves are winning games. No, but I mean like in terms of what happens with their pick, like right. in, in the in in terms of ping pong ball watching and, you know, you know, bottom of the standings watching for the top of the lottery right. odds watching. It really hasn't been that focused on this year. Like, nope. There's three or four games left in the season. There have only been, I think, seven teams eliminated from the playoffs this far in the season. Like, yep. you know, it you are getting yourself an opportunity as a viewer to get one extra game with Steph, maybe one extra game with John Morant, one extra game with Russ and Bradley Beal, one extra game with Lamelo. That's great. Yeah. It's it's just the, the amount of races that are going on and the amount of intrigue in, in the NBA is also doing something really smart on Sunday. They're just ha and they're having everybody play at the same time. So like you're not going to be able to, you know, set up your games to see, you know, who's who's losing here. Try to set up tank this one over here. Basically, everyone's playing at the same time. It's going to be bedlam on Sunday. Super fun to watch. Basketball uh, orgy. It's Yes. Not to be confused with the other kind, because <laughs> that is less wholesome. And definitely won't be televised by the NBA. No judgments. No. No. Send them okay. in by You do you <laughs> out there. You know. Your clicks are just as valuable to us on your download <laughs> exactly. page as the straight arrow to square types who only have sex with one person at a time. <laughs> exactly. Um no. But like it just, you know, all of the races matter and like, you know, both conferences it won't happen like this every year. But, you know, the number one seeds are still up for grabs, like four, four, four and five. And then, you know, trying to get up to the six matters, trying to stay out of the 10 matter, you know, eight, nine, 10, all that stuff. It, it, it is all live. It's all in play. And, you know, Zach Lowe and uh, Arnovitz were talking about this on, on their show uh, this week. And like I hadn't because the math makes my brain hurt. I hadn't thought about this like. Portland plays Phoenix and Denver in their final three games. Mentioned they had a really hard schedule. They do. Phoenix really wants to beat Portland. So Portland ends up as a seven instead of the Lakers. Or I, I would imagine they'd rather play Portland than maybe even Steph. I don't know. Denver really wants Portland to uh, be the six just in case they have to play them uh, as a three seed. So, like, you know, the, the amount of, like, seeding intrigue going on around here could be fascinating to watch. And, like, you know, Phoenix playing as hard as they possibly can and Denver, like, throwing the ball into their own basket 12 times over the course of the game. Well, I mean, Phoenix and Utah, I mean, we, we talked earlier about how this could be unfair to the Lakers in terms of the idea of two bad games, you know, at the end of the season 
could undercut all the work they did really valiantly treading water as the defending champions with all these different injuries and situations going on. The flip side of that argument is, assuming the Lakers do get in, and if they do get in, they are, I I think, pretty likely to end up the seven seed. Yeah, I I would pick them, certainly pick them to win that game against Golden State or Memphis in that, you know, seven, eight game. You want to talk about who's going to feel like this whole thing is unfair. It's either Utah or Phoenix who spent the entire season as Mm -hmm. arguably the best teams in the entire NBA. And they're looking at their first round opponent as the Lakers, presumably healthy again, going, are you effing kidding me? Like this is this well, is here's the fruits the, of our labor. But the really? good thing, you know, the, the really disappointing thing is, if you're a Lakers fan, Andy, and you do end up some, you know, the, the seeds work out, and you do end up with Utah, the Jazz absolutely don't strike me as the kind of team that would dwell on something like that. The unfairness of it all. Um, they they're really they they block out all that external stuff. They've really been good at that all year long. Well, the 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 players might get caught up in it, but the good news is. The Utah Jazz fan base, they're the type that lets a lot <laughs> They'll of, talk them down. Well, like they, the, the they players, let, yeah. They're famous for just letting stuff roll off their back. Mm-hmm. They they don't hold grudges at all. They they never seem bitter. No, like, they are anything like that. What? Ducks. Ducks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Water off a duck's back. Um, so we'll we'll talk a lot more about the play-in over the course of the week. Of course, Wednesday night uh is banner night. So that'll be something kind of fun to see. And still a couple of, there's so much left to work out over the course of the season. And we are also very excited. Chris McGee, we expect to join us. Geeter. Uh, Geeter. For the, for, uh, by the, uh, on, for Friday's show, I believe, to talk about the weekend. And uh, Kobe Bryant, who is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. So uh, tons of stuff to cover on the Locked on Lakers podcast. We appreciate everybody uh, joining in. And we will see you tomorrow.